What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Take Podcast here. Uh, I'm your host, Jackson Burleson. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about this wild MLB free agency that has been going down and all the free agency signings that have been occurring. Um, But before we get into this episode, make sure to hit the subscribe button, like this video, comment on the video as well, and uh, share this with your friends. Um, Make sure everyone knows about the Take Podcast. Um, But the Spotify version will be available Link in the description as well. So if you don't like the video version and you want to do audio, you can go ahead and click the link in the description. And then I'm going to go ahead and pop up my social medias on the screen. Um, Those will be in the description as well. Um, So make sure to go follow those so you do not miss out on any more episodes of the Take Podcast. And then also go check out the take.sport.blog. That's going to be in the description as well. Um, That's where I write all my sports articles and et cetera. Um, so make sure to go check that out. Link will be in the description for that, but let's go ahead and get into this podcast. Now, the first signing we're going to talk about with this wild major league baseball free agency, we're going to talk about the 11 year, $300 million contract that Trey Turner signed to go play with the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, Trey Turner last year, he batted 298, 21 home runs and hundred RBIs with his last season of the Dodgers last year. Now, he does have a World Series ring with that team, so he's going to be bringing World Series experience to this Phillies team that made it to the World Series last year but lost. Now, the Phillies can very well win the World Series next year. I firmly, firmly believe that. I think they're the best team in baseball with Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber, those two guys leading this bullpen or this dugout, excuse me, um, to another World Series berth. And their pitching is very good as well. Um, so Trey Turner, I mean, he's a very reliable hitter. Um, he always gets on base and then, you know, his fielding, he, he's not, I mean, he, he, he gets it done. I mean, he's just, he's good enough in the, at shortstop to get it done. He's, he doesn't blow you away. He's not a gold glove winner or anything like that, but Trey Turner, he's a very, very solid player. And that makes the Phillies the best team in the national league. hundred percent in my opinion, but they, they upgraded their pitching. They really did upgrade their pitching. Their pitching was really good in the postseason last year. But this year, they got Tuan Walker for a four-year, $72 million deal. Now, he was 12-5 and five with his last season with the Mets. He had a 3.49 ERA, 132 strikeouts, and a 1.19 whip. Now, Tuan Walker, he has a really good fastball. And he loves the changeup. The changeup is a very dangerous pitch for him. Um, he goes to that a lot, which a lot of batters at the plate can't seem to really hit it. I mean, they just can't seem to figure it out. And then he kind of mixes in a slider there and there as well. But um, Tuan Walker was a really good pickup. And for four years, $72 million, that's cheap for a guy who played as well as he did on the Mets last year. And with him on the Mets last year, with as much talent they had on their pitching, that was pretty incredible to see. But Tuan Walker was a very good pickup for the Phillies, and the Phillies are going in the right direction to run it back to be the National League champions once again. But we're going to talk about another team that's in the National League that's making some noises offseason, and it's kind of surprising me. My Chicago Cubs. You can see from the flags behind me and my sweatshirt, the W, baby. 
um, that I'm a huge Cubs fan. Now, these last couple years with trading Chris Bryant, trading Anthony Rizzo, it's been hard. I, I can't I can't sit here and lie to you guys that it's not been easy. Um, you know, I want to see us be good. I mean, we haven't really been the same since our 2016 World Series team, um, where we run for the first time in 100 years, which was unprecedented and we came back 3-1 that was a fantastic series that was like a dream season like i literally watching that world series you feel like you're in a dream as a cubs fan seriously like that even when you go back and watch the highlights to that world series you still feel like that series is a dream seriously but i'm really impressed what the cubs have been doing they picked up cody bellinger who is a fantastic first baseman from the dodgers now i'm really really surprised that he left Los Angeles and he signed a one year, 17 and a half million dollar deal with us. That's huge. That's a game changer. This dude can crush the ball. Bellinger is one of the best hitters in all of baseball. And he has world series experience early in his career. He's only been in the league for a few years and he's already an MVP as well. He's one MVP and he's going to be one of the best players in baseball on the Cubs. I firmly believe that. And the Cubs, we were not that good this year. I will say that, but with Bellinger on the roster, that's going to make us so much better hitting the ball. We really struggled this year. Wilson Contreras is really the only guy that could really hit the baseball for us. I'm going to get into him in a little bit because I got a lot to say about Wilson Contreras. But Cody Bellinger, I mean, that was an amazing pickup for us. He had 19 home runs last year, 68 RBIs, and had a 210 batting average. So... I mean, his batting average is a little low, but his home run count was a little low, but I believe he will thrive in Chicago. And that one-year deal, I think, will very much turn into a long-term contract after this year is up because I think he's going to realize, oh, I love playing in Wrigley. I love playing for this organization. They're really trying to win. The thing about the Cubs is I didn't know what we were doing exactly from a year and from now, like last year, like I wasn't really sure what was going on when we signed Marcus Stroman and then we kind of traded all of our star players. I was like, we should have just kept Chris Bryant. We should have just kept Anthony Rizzo. I'm not sure what is going on here, but now I kind of understand what we're doing. We're trying to get younger, which is good because that World Series team was a young team. So we're trying to kind of build off those key ingredients that we did when we won the World Series years back. But a very impressive pickup. Another impressive pickup we had we added some pitching as well. We got Jamison Talion from the Yankees, which is a steal in my opinion, for a four-year contract worth $68 million. Now, this guy has a heater fastball, a disgusting slider, and then he loves to toss in the curveball as well. This guy was 14-5 and on the Yankees last year. He had a 3.91 ERA, 151 strikeouts, and a 1.13 whip. Now, for him to leave the Yankees... It's kind of a shocker to me. I didn't really think he would leave the Yankees, but he did. And now he's on the Cubs and woo, let's go. Thank God. Like we needed a good, like good pitcher like that to kind of go along Stroman because I swear guys, like I like Marcus Stroman, but I think we overpaid for our Marcus Stroman, in my opinion, just seeing him after the first season on the Cubs, he was throwing in the dirt a ton like not really being as effective. And Marcus Stroman is a tiny dude. Like that doesn't have to do with anything pitching wise, but he is a small guy, a really small guy. And he, he struggled this year on the Cubs. I'm not going to lie. He wasn't that great, but I think Jamie Centalian is a great starter to kind of 
you know, take some of the pressure off of Marcus Stroman because he was the only star pitcher we really had this year. Um, but let's see what else the Cubs can do in free agency this year. I mean, I heard that we could pick up Dansby Swanson, which would be a sneaky pickup. I mean, Dansby Swanson would be awesome. He's a fantastic shortstop. He had a 277 batting average last year, 25 home runs, 96 RBIs. This guy won gold glove last year, and he's a World Series champion. He won the World Series when the Braves won a couple years ago. Um, but that would be a big pickup as well. That would be upgrading our infield a ton if we get Bellinger, which we already have, and Swanson. So getting those two guys would make us contenders right away. Um and then one other guy, I don't know if this is going to be possible or not, but Carlos Correa could come to the Cubs. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. It looks like he wants to go to the Dodgers or Giants, but Carlos Correa, please come to the Cubs. Please, 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 please come to the Cubs. You're a fantastic shortstop. You make the hard plays look super, super easy. You're super athletic. You can make the insane catches, the insane plays that no one else can make. And we need a playmaker like that. We really do. And I know Dansby Swanson's a shortstop as well, but we can maneuver those shortstops around a little bit. Maybe we could put Correa on third. Who knows? But Correa is a fantastic player. I mean, he was on a weird team last year. Minnesota Twins. He batted 291, which is really, really good, actually. 22 home runs and 64 RBIs. Now, I don't know why he left the Astros. I don't think they were giving enough money. But I mean, they just had they just got another rookie, um, Pena, who is a star in the World Series this year. So they don't really need Correa anymore. But um, and he's he's been thriving as a rookie. He was sensational in the World Series, which really proved the Astros don't need Correa. But um, Carlos Correa, please come to the Chicago Cubs. Please, 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 please come to Chicago Cubs. But we're gonna talk about a former Chicago Cub, Wilson Contreras. Man, uh, why did you leave Chicago? Why? Why? Why did you leave Chicago and went to the St. Louis Cardinals? Our arch rival. Arch rival. Why would you go there? Pick any other team. Pick any other team, please. Don't go to the Cardinals. The Cardinals? Really? But I'm going to try to be as non-biased as possible. Talking about Carlos Contreras. On the Cardinals, honestly, guys, like, I'm having a hard time with these words coming in my mouth. Wilson Contreras on the Cardinals. Are you serious? Like, okay. But for the Cardinals, though, I mean, this is a really good pickup. Um, they were a really good team last year. Um, led the way. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, fantastic player. Um, they're adding some. They're adding some hitting here, and another catcher to kind of. Uh, Step in for Yadier Molina because he's an old guy. He's done. Um, now, I don't know if he's going to be mentoring him or not. I'm not sure what's going to be going on with that. Uh, he could be, very much so. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was involved with this team. But uh, Wilson Contreras, I mean, I think he is the best catcher in baseball. And, you know, he's one of the best hitters that are catchers as well. I mean, he had a... 243 batting average last year, 22 home runs, and 55 RBIs. That's a heck of a season. And I'm really going to miss this guy because he was so good when we won the World Series. He was really important to that team. 
And, you know, Willis Contreras is very good at picking people off on the bases. He's very good at getting the pitch when someone's going to steal the base and just launching to second. I mean, that's one thing he's really good at doing. Um, and the Cardinals are going to benefit from that very well. But he signed a five-year, $87 million deal, which is pretty pretty long contract. And he's going to be in St. Louis for a while. Um, I got tears dripping down my eyes saying that. But um, Wilson Contreras for the Cardinals, I mean, I th- that's a pretty good fit. I wish he didn't go to the Cardinals. I wish he went out of the division. But it's whatever. Uh, the Cardinals got a good catcher in Wilson Contreras. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about a former Red Sox here. Um Xander Bogarts. Now he is signing with the Padres for an eleven million, or excuse me, not eleven million, eleven year, two hundred and eighty million dollar deal. Pretty lucrative contract, if you ask me, for a guy who only hit fifteen home runs last year. But he's really not known for his home run power. I mean, he's a very good contact hitter, but he's bringing that World Series experience in that the Padres do desperately need. And he won two World Series with the Red Sox and the Padres. They were they were close last year. I mean, they made it to the NLCS. They made it interesting with the Phillies. I thought they're going to win that series, but they didn't come through. Um, but the Padres are a very talented team. I think they could very much win the division over the Dodgers next year. I I, I really think so. I mean, they're very talented. They got Machado, they got Juan Soto, and then they got Kim. Um, it's going to be very interesting where they put uh, Kim as well, because Bogarts and Kim are both shortstops. I think they'll put Kim at like second or third base or something like that. But um, Bogarts is one of the best shortstops in the in baseball. Um, he's 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 very good at just getting the ball in play. I mean, he had a three oh seven batting average last season, so and seventy three RBIs. So this guy knows how to win and knows how to get it done. And I'm really surprised to see him leave the Red Sox, but. I mean, you know, in this day and age, loyalty doesn't really exist. I mean, all these guys are going after the big money. And, you know, baseball players, they get a crap ton of money. They get so much money. Like these guys, like baseball players are the most paid athletes out of any sport. Any sport. They're the most paid athletes out of any sport. And you see these $280 million contracts, $300 million contracts. I mean, it's just absurd looking at these numbers. Because you don't see that from NBA. You don't see 11-year contracts it's just a lot of money. It's just a ton and ton of money. But Xander Bogart's going to the Padres. That's insane. But um, the Red Sox, they're making it pretty interesting uh, this offseason. Um, they signed Kinley Jansen, which I think is a pretty big big pickup. I mean, he's one of the best relief pitchers in baseball. Um, he's a really good closer. 41 saves last year, 3.38 ERA, and 85 strikeouts. He signed a two-year, $32 million contract. Now, Jansen, he has a lot of good pitches he can go to. He's got a really good cutter that he likes to go to, and he's got an insane fastball. So those two pitches alone will make Jansen and this bullpen thrive immediately, um, which is interesting. The The Red Sox, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's from the Japan League. There's a lot of good guys coming from Japan, by the way, but they signed an outfielder for like, I think it was like four years, $85 million contract. That was he's that's crazy, but all these Japanese players coming from over there are just are just so good. They're changing the game of baseball. I mean, you see these guys like Shinhan Hotani coming in, pitching the baseball and hitting it at an elite level. It's just something you ha- you don't see. Like it's just generational talents coming in from Japan. Um, and Otani, he is literally you haven't seen a player like him since Babe Ruth. No one has. 
Um, and that's that was a long time ago, really long time ago. But I mean, these Japanese players are coming in, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Red Sox were good la- this year. I mean, they weren't that good last year. They didn't make the playoffs, which was kind of a surprise to most people, to be honest. Which is why I think Xander Bogarts is leaving. <laughs> but um, the Red Sox—they got Jansen and they got the Japanese guy. Um, they got some. They got some players. They're gonna have some young talent, and it's gonna be interesting to see what the Red Sox do this season. But a team that seems to be picking up everybody right now. Um, I literally just saw the Mets signed David Robertson for a one-year, ten million dollar contract. Like. What? And then you got Justin Verlander for a two-year, $86 million deal. And then you got Jose Quintana for a two-year, $26 million deal. I mean, are you kidding me? This Mets pitching unit is insane. You already got Max Scherzer. Like, Lord, dude. Like, if the... I said this last year, and I really thought it was going to happen... I thought the Mets were going to win the World Series, but I just didn't know if they could get it done, and they didn't get it done. And I thought they were going to get it done because of their pitching, and their pitching was fantastic last year. They had every single star pitcher they could possibly know to man, but they just couldn't get it done. And now you got Verlander. You got no excuses to not win a World Series. I'm going to say this again, you guys, for the second year in a row. For the second year in a row, the New York Mets are going to win the 2023 World Series. They are the best team in baseball. They will win 110 games this year. Mark my words. If they don't win the World Series next year, by this time next year, I will do a crazy challenge. It'll be just come up with something crazy in the comments. I'll do I'll do something. Okay? Just just come up with a good idea and I'll do it. But the Mets, they have all the talent in the world to win a World Series. And if they don't win this year, Mets fans, I don't know what else to tell you because you guys spend so much money on your roster and you guys can't get it done. Last year, you guys spent the most money in Major League Baseball and you guys lost in the first round. This year, once again, you guys are spending a bunch of money and you guys are about to lose in the first round. Again, I do not want to see that happen. World Series, I want to see you guys holding the pennant. Hold the pennant when it comes to... October, November. Come on. Hold the pennant. But the Mets, Verlander, I knew that was going to happen. They were talking about them signing there right after the World Series happened. Literally right after. They had Zoom meetings, and they were talking about it. Not a surprise to see it. I mean, Verlander was the best pitcher in baseball last year with a 1.75 ERA, and he was 18-4. and four. And he got his first World Series win. And he had 185 strikeouts last year. It's kind of crazy to me. Like, I can't believe Justin Verlander literally just got his first World Series win. And he's played in multiple World Series. Multiple. He's like, he has a terrible record in the World Series. He's 1-7, 1-8, something like that. But, I mean, really congratulate him on getting his first win in the World Series. But let's go ahead and move on to the team in the same city. The New York Yankees. Now, Everyone knows the New York Yankees just signed Aaron Judge to a nine-year, $360 million contract, which is the third largest contract in MLB history. Um, we all saw this coming. I was hoping Aaron Judge would get $400 million, but he didn't get 400 He got 360 
which is ex- which is good. I mean, take that. But early in the season, he declined a $210 million contract for seven years, which is probably smart because he had a heck of a season. I mean, he led the MLB in home runs. He broke the American League record for home runs with 62. He batted 311 this year, and he had 131 RBIs. Just an absolute stud. This guy has insane power hitting the baseball. He has the most beautiful swing I have ever seen from any baseball player known to man. I, I've never seen such a beautiful swing in my life. Like Aaron Judge, he's and he's so tall. Like he has such an advantage on all these pitchers because these pitchers, they're about his height when they're on the mound. Like that's how tall this guy is. That's how tall he is. Most pitchers always have an advantage against batters, but not against Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is a different beast. He is a different beast, and he showed that. And an interesting question for you guys in the comments as well. Will Aaron Judge break Barry Bonds' single-season home run record? I think he will. But what do you guys think in the comments? Now, the Yankees, we all know they can hit the ball. That's not their issue. Pitching is by far their biggest issue. And they need to sign Carlos Radon. He is a great pitcher from the Giants. He literally went 14-8 and last year, 2.88 ERA, 237 strikeouts, guys. One of the top pitchers in baseball in strikeouts. Now, you can't just have one starting pitcher be Garrett Cole. I get Garrett Cole. He's a bad brother. Like, he's a good pitcher. But you got to have some depth in that starting rotation. And you gave up Talion to the Cubs, which that hurts you guys as well. He was one of your best pitchers. So you guys got to replace him. And you got, and Radon is perfect for that. He is a perfect pitcher to put in that rotation. I mean, he has a really good fastball, and his sliders are absolutely insane. He's a very good left-handed pitcher. These batters don't know what to do with this guy's slider. They really don't. And the Yankees need to sign him because... The Yankees, quite frankly, are holding themselves back from a World Series because their pitching is not what it should be. Their hitting is not the problem. Their pitching is what is keeping them from winning the World Series. And that's why they struggled with the Cleveland Guardians last year. They couldn't really pitch against them that well. They could hit, but they couldn't pitch. And why they got destroyed by the Astros is because they couldn't pitch against the Astros well either. Their bullpen is not that deep either. So they're going to have to make some more moves pitching-wise this offseason. But, I mean, signing Aaron Judge is a good start. It's a good start. And another destination for Carlos Correa, New York Yankees. Why not? But um, another guy the Yankees do need to keep on this roster and they do need to address is Andrew Benintendi, who's one of the best left fielders in baseball. He's the best contact hitter in all of baseball. He's not the flashiest player ever. He only had five home runs last year. But... He hits the ball in play. That's all that matters. And if you're going to trade for a guy of his caliber in the middle of the season and see him have the impact he did have for this New York Yankees team, you got to re-sign him. you got to re-sign him. you got to pay the man. The Yankees have the financial capital to be able to pay this guy what he wants. He had a 304 batting average last year, one of the best in baseball. I mean, come on now. like you, The Yankees would be dumb to like not re-sign this guy. It's going to be very, very frustrating for Yankees fans that they don't resign him. But there are rumors for him to go to the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, the St. Louis Cardinals. That would be interesting. 
If he goes to the Cardinals, Cardinals would be disgusting. They would be disgusting if he went to the Cardinals. And honestly, I could see it. Like, I could see that being a really, really good fit for him. Like, that wouldn't surprise me at all if he left the Yankees, went to the Cardinals. But I would like to see him stay at the Yankees because that gives him the best chance to win. Ben Intendi on the Yankees. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about former Mets pitcher now, Jacob DeGrom. Now, he left the New York Mets to go play for the Texas Rangers, and he signed a four-year, $185 million contract. Now, that's a lot of money for a guy who only played nine games last year. Nine games as a starting pitcher. I love Jacob DeGrom. He's a fantastic pitcher. He throws the ball with some heat. He throws 100-mile-an-hour fastballs consistently, and he has a really good slider as well. A really good slider. But... For him to get that much money for his injury history just scares me a little bit. It just scares me because the Rangers have been spending a lot of money on some star players, but they don't have a lot of guys around them. That's why they sucked last year. You got Corey Seager, but what are you going to do from there? You're going to surround some players around Corey Seager? You're just going to leave him hanging. But, I mean, it's a good start to get to Grom, but we'll see how many games he can even stay on the field because I feel like every time he pitches the ball, he gets hurt. I mean, he's always trying to come back. He's always in DL. Like, I mean, like, come on, bro. Like, this, that's, I, I love Jacob DeGrom, but he was the reason why the Mets couldn't do as well as they did because he can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy when it matters. He can't. It's super annoying. But they got another pitcher besides DeGrom, and it's Andrew Haney. He was four and four, 3.10 ERA, 110 strikeouts. DeGrom and him have very, very similar stats. Literally, the only difference is Haney has eight more strikeouts and one more win. Literally, DeGrom and Haney have the exact same ERA last season. So the Rangers are bringing in two guys that have the same caliber of pitching, pretty much, except fastball. I'm not going to say Andrew Haney has a better fastball than Jacob DeGrom because Haney has he, his specialty is the slider. That's his, that's his specialty. You know, his pitching form is designed for for pitching sliders. So that's there for itself. But just looking at the stats, you just don't think DeGrom should be getting paid that much more than Haney. I mean, Haney's going to be making $13.5 million next year. And Jacob DeGrom's going to be making close to $30 million. Like, that's an insane gap for two players who literally have the exact same stats. So... I don't know. I mean, we'll see what the Rangers do. I don't think they're going to be that good this year. I mean, they're definitely going to be a little bit better than they were last year, but I don't see them making the playoffs. Absolutely not. Um, but a team that always seems to be able to make the playoffs, regardless of you know how much talent they do have on their roster, is the Cleveland Guardians. Now, the Cleveland Guardians... They really did test the Yankees in the postseason last year, and Jose Ramirez was their only good player. Let's be honest. The Cleveland Guardians have no other stars, but now they signed another star, Josh Bell, who is a very good first baseman for two years, $33 million. Now, that's a pretty good deal for a guy who hit the ball at 266 batting average last year, 17 home runs, and 71 RBIs. Now, for the Padres, this is a big blow for them because they lost a really good first baseman, even though they got Xander Bogarts, which is a good swap. They didn't really lose much, but 
Josh Bell is a very good first baseman. I mean, he's not just a good hitter, but he's just he's an unbelievable fielder. I mean, he can do some sliding catches, catch it. I mean, he's just super athletic guy. I mean, he makes some insane catches. I mean, I'll pop some of the catches on the screen for you guys. I mean, they're crazy catches. He just slides, boom, in the glove. I mean, he's a really entertaining player to watch, and he's going to be bringing a good mindset for this Cleveland Guardians team. And it's going to be a good fit for him. I, I really do see him thriving as a Guardian. I do. I do. And, you know, this this Cleveland team, they don't have the most talent in the world, but they just know how to put the ball in play. And they just run the bases. That's all they do. And that wins you baseball games at the end of the day. Um, like, all these, all these guys, man, like, all these shortstops, like, they just have to be able to field, to be honest. And first baseman, they just have to be able to field. Like, all these infielders just have to be able to field. They can be good hitters. That really helps. That really makes you more valuable. But, I mean, you just got, you got to look at it at the bigger picture. Like, fielding is the most important because if you can't field, then you're just going to be giving up runs constantly. But um, I'm really upset about Wilson Contreras. I'm just going to say that. Um, my Cubbies will be hanging in there. I think if I had to if I had to guess how many wins the Cubs will have, I say I'll say well I say the Cubs will get 83 wins next year. That's that's my prediction for the Cubs. Um and I think the Mets will win the World Series once again with 110 wins. That's what I think. Um but it's been a wild MLB offseason. Seriously, like this has been crazy. I've never seen this much movement before. I I don't maybe I'm like tripping about that, but like I, I swear, I like I've never seen this much movement in an MLB season, like ever. It's gonna be very, very interesting. There's a lot of good teams for next year. It's gonna be more competitive than ever. Like I think this upcoming baseball season is gonna be the best baseball season in the history of the MLB. Not even close. Like that's exactly how I'm gonna sum up this season. And it's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be super competitive. These divisions are gonna be tight, man. Especially the Mets in the Mets division. That is going to be a crazy division with the Braves. And I mean, they were neck and neck last year. They finished with the same amount of wins, 104. So the National League Central, they're going to be stacked. Like, I mean, there's just a lot of good teams this year, a ton. And even though the Dodgers, they did lose a lot of pieces, they're still a good team and they still could very much get more players. So I wouldn't count them out yet either. So. It's going to be interesting, you guys. I'm really looking forward to this baseball season. Spring training is right around the corner. It feels like the, the baseball season just ended, but literally spring training starts February 25th, and then opening day is March 29th. So it's right around the corner, and I'm going to make an appearance to some spring training games this year. Um, I want to check out some of these some of these new-look teams, um, these new pitchers on new teams. I want to see how they do in spring training. Um but that's going to go ahead and do it for the today's episode of the Take Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Jackson Burleson. Um, subscribe to the channel once again. Uh, like the video. Uh, comment and share this video as well. And the audio-only version will be available on Spotify. So click the link in the description uh, to listen to the audio-only version. Um, and then go check out the take.sport.blog. I write sports articles and stuff like that. My last article is about Tom Brady and his comeback against the New Orleans Saints. That was absolutely insane. So go check out my take on that. And then 
follow my social medias. I'm going to pop them up on the screen. Um, just follow them. Uh, link is going to be in the description. So you do not miss out on any more episodes. And when you hit the subscribe button, press the notification. So you get a notification when I post uh, new podcasts. Um, but this is going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the next one.